Welcome back to Cole America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here again today. I'll tell you, I was going to record this morning, and I decided, uh, no, I'd stay in bed. Uh, get a little sleep. Still trying to catch up from last weekend. I'm not, uh, it, was a, it was a long weekend, and this week has not been the shortest of weeks, so i uh getting everything ready for, uh, well, I mean, we were busy, really busy Tuesday. Uh, good turnout for a little dark tournament that we have, or 15, but then it, uh, then it really picked up. We had a really good night, and staff did well. But get everything ready for this weekend. We had a private party here tonight, and uh, it ended early, but of course I couldn't start recording until now it's uh, almost 2 a.m. It's about 1.40, because uh, the... Uh, 1225 had their music blast in the restaurant next door. Joke. They had their music blast so loud I wouldn't have been able to record. So, here we are. Let's jump on into it. I'm going to start out with a little MLB. Take a look at things in the standings. The Orioles, they're still sitting on top of the East. Uh, Two-game lead over the Rays. Um, then in the Central, the Twins, uh, they, they're seven and a half up on the Guardians, even though they're only five and five. In their in their uh, oops, in their last ten, and so, but they still have that lead. And then you go on down uh, to the west. The Astros have overtaken. They're a game up on the Rangers. They're a game and a half up on the Mariners. And the Astros are six and four in their last ten. But so are the Rangers. Mariners are four and six in their last ten. Uh, so. There you go with with those divisions. And then over to the National League. Atlanta clinched the East. Uh, nobody celebrates division titles more than they do. Eh, who cares? Um, with a mere 17-game lead over the Phillies. Uh, they, they, they clinched it today at 96-50. and 50. And then in the Comedy Central... The Brewers are, uh, have a four-game lead over the Cubbies for now. And they're 5-5, five five, both teams, 5-5 five five in the last 10. Come on. You got to win some games. Let's go. Uh, got to make a run. Uh, the Dodgers, they're sitting over there comfortably in first in the West, 13 games up on the Diamondbacks. The Giants, 13 and a half. The wild card race is all really close, but as we come down to it, we'll get more into that. Now, T-Town Dark League. Dark Prom will be next Tuesday. It's hosted here at Unique. But, uh, but, 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 all the games will be played at Unique, Hoppers, Red Shed, and Houndstooth. Okay, so you got all four bars. We'll have games going to speed the tournament up. The last few years doing it this way, it's ended around 10.30. No, uh, 11 o'clock, so... Decent time frame there, not lasting as long. And then you have uh, the season starting the following Tuesday. So if you're going to get in the league, now's the time. Uh, it's time to sign up, find, find some friends, find a team, jump on it. We do have uh, the singles league also. We'll start back at the same time. So sign up, that's open. Uh, if you're looking at the wild card standings, real quick, the Cubs are still two up on the Reds and Diamondbacks. Uh, Phillies are 
like a game and a half ahead of the Cubs, I believe. Anyway, just want to throw that in there real quick. But currently, right now, Cubs are still a playoff team. Anyway, all right, so Dirk Rom, and then the following week, the season starts. So I'm about to have a lot going on as I hosting Dirk Rom. I, as commissioner, I, I pretty much host it no matter where it is. And then uh, give out the trophies, give out the money, get all that, that stuff sorted away. Turn around, get everybody signed up. Uh, make the new schedule is the hardest part. And then uh, go from there. So getting everything started and organized. We'll have a captain's meeting uh, at some point in there. Uh, just to go over any rule changes and possible rule changes and all that. So... Let's get into it. College football, huh? Y'all want to talk about it? Y'all want to talk about it? I think y'all do, probably. I don't know. Week three. Now, first off, I got to go back to week two, because I'm going to start out with Alabama. And all the critique on Milrow, I've been asked 800 times, should he have been pulled out? Should he have been benched? Uh, I, I think that that touchdown at the end of the third quarter really kept him in there, that 49-yard touchdown pass, and because it didn't really get out of hand in the fourth quarter, you know? And that last pick is really what sealed the game, so it was a little late then. But, look, I'm not Nick Saban. Nick Saban's Nick Saban. And either you trust him and you trust the process or you don't. I'm not at practice every day. I don't know how the other guys have looked in practice. I'm as concerned about the quarterback position as I am the offensive line. We have what? Three or four bad snaps, five bad snaps. A couple of them were false starts on the center where he drugged the ball and then snapped it. He had a few of them bounce back there to him. When the ball bounces to the quarterback automatically, that play is off the quarterback. Anything good that happens in that play is brilliant from the quarterback, okay? we got to get a clean snap to it. Let's, let's get that down first. Fundamentals of football. Those extra couple of seconds mean everything in the world. Everything in the world, all right? Try blocking a man for six, seven seconds instead of four or five seconds. They always say... If you, you know, man-to-man coverage in the secondary, six seconds is about the longest you can really stay on somebody. Well, you didn't have to. You only really had to stay on them for about four seconds, three to four seconds when that happens. So that changes a lot. It'll be interesting, but look, there's so many crazy stats that came out after that game. That even as as Bama fans probably didn't recognize, probably didn't realize how rare that is that we lose at home. Um, and, you know, over over the the years of Coach Saban being here, we've all gotten a lot spoiled um, by a whole lot. And I mean, that, that's his first double digit Nick Saban's. First double-digit home loss since he was at LSU in 2003. Florida beat LSU 19-7 to that year. By the way, LSU won the national title that year. Nick Saban has only had two teams go undefeated. All right? 
That's it. We all remember the first one we beat Texas. And then 2020. Messed up year. We played an all-SEC schedule. Definitely no asterisk next to it, but it was a messed up year. Those are the only two undefeateds. That's it. Okay? So, let's not get it twisted. One loss don't kill you. If this team don't look like they're ready, we need to turn it up and turn up fast. To question Nick is insane. Nick has more wins against top 25 teams than any other coach in college football history. Do y'all understand that? He has won 100 games versus top 25 teams. Let me let me break this down for you, all right? 100. Joe Paterno, 86. Bobby Bowden, 82. Paul William Bear Bryant, 66. Steve Spurrier, 64. Steve Sarkeesian is now 4-5 and five versus the top 25. He's now 1-3 versus the top 10. But there, there you go. Yeah, so that's it, – it's not a this, – this is a rare thing. And everybody don't know what to make of it. Alabama's not happy. The fan base isn't happy. The players aren't happy. Nick's not happy. I like my Nick angry. They, we go to South Florida this week, all right? South Florida is 8-1 and one against the spread in their last nine home games. But who have they played, right? Alabama in 2021 was a terrible road team against the spread. We went 2-7. and seven. Since, Well, we are 2-7 since 2021 on the road against the spread. All right? So all signs say, oh, you just take UCF. Oh, USF, UCF. USF, the Bulls. I'm not. I'm going three stars, Alabama, to cover the 32.5. I am taking the under a 61 because our defense did play well. We got burned on a couple of plays. They got tired late and gave up a couple of first downs. But for the most part, I love watching our DBs come up and hit. I like the way that they guarded against those swing passes and underneath stuff. They actually tackled. Um, give me give me Alabama to win this game 45 to nothing. Maybe they get seven. Either way, Bama covers. Bama covers and the under. That's where I'm at in that game. Uh, moving along here. Mississippi State against LSU. All right, LSU's a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Everybody's going, what? Well, did you see them get whipped by, by Florida State and then Grambling was able to move the ball all over them? And look, Mississippi State, Will Rogers, they can spin it. They got a sneaky good ground game too. Let me tell you why I'm taking Mississippi State in this game. Under Brian Kelly at LSU, they are 0-4 against the spread, 2-2 two two straight up when he's favored by 3-10 to 10 points, and they're favored by 9.5. Bingo, give me state in the points, but, oh, I am definitely on the over. 4.5 stars, not quite 5, 4.5 stars on the over of 54.5. LSU and Mississippi State both have questions on defense, all right? You know what? Let's make it a 5-star lock. 5-star lock on the over. They both have questions on defense. They got to show me. So I think both these offenses are good. I think we're going to see a lot of points. Give me a five-star lock on the over. And then I'm also going to take state in the points. Missouri against K-State. 
K-State's a four-point favorite. Uh, on paper, like player by player, Missouri has the better roster. They have the better players. And they're at home. I'm going to take Missouri plus the four. I'm not big on it. Two and a half stars because it is Missouri. But I, I think I think Missouri's going to help the SEC out a little bit. We're all going to go, hey, look at there. You did something good for the conference. Kind of like Auburn going out and winning and ended the Pac-12 streak last week. And I was like, ah, oh. I mean, yeah, anyway, yeah, you beat Cal, but you barely did it. But, hey, you didn't come to spread. But, hey, you won. You helped out the conference. See, it's kind of like Auburn, Missouri, they're about the same. Um, big one here is South Carolina and Georgia. Right now, Georgia has started out slow each of the last couple of weeks, and then turned up. They pushed last week. They pushed on their spread against Cupcake City, which is most of their schedule this year. Let's be honest. But Georgia's got and it still has an extremely talented roster. Before the season, this was a game I said I thought Spencer Rattler might go into Athens, have a game, and Georgia could lose one. This might be it. Hmm. Part of that reason is there's not a lot of teams that can beat Georgia, period. You know, that are on their schedule. So, well, period, and also that are on their schedule. But Shane Beamer, uh, since he's been in South Carolina, he's 2-6 and six in SEC road games, all right? Not just 2-6, and six, he's been outscored 157-42. to 42. But I'm still going to take South Carolina plus the 28 points. That's four touchdowns. This game is all about the first half. Because in every one of those that he lost, every one of them, they were getting blown out at halftime. Okay? If South Carolina, and Georgia hasn't started fast, if South Carolina can keep it close within reason in the first half, I think we got a ball game. I think South Carolina covers if it's 21 or more at the half, nope. It's all Ugga. But I think Ugga wins, but give me South Carolina to cover. Tennessee against Florida. Well, we saw Florida be very, very bad. We've seen Tennessee be okay. All right. They won. Look, we've all seen the stat by now, I'm sure. Tennessee hasn't won in Gainesville since 2003. And they're going to the swamp. Mm. 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 They won't back down in the swamp, I'll tell you that. The line's at six, six and a half, depending on where you get it. I'm going to buy it up to seven. Give me the Florida Gators at home plus seven. Might want to sprinkle the money line. Look, this is a prime upset game. Everybody's down on Florida. Billy Napier needs this game. Needs it. Tennessee don't need it. I think I think Florida's able to keep it close. I'm not sure if they win, but I'm gonna take a plus to seven. Ole Miss is minus twenty against Georgia Tech. The lane train is gonna roll right over them in Oxford. And they're they're gearing up, they're getting ready, they're coming to Tuscaloosa. Not this weekend, but the next. Oh buddy, the lane get your popcorn ready for the lane train. They're gonna they're gonna steamroll Georgia Tech. They won't overlook them. Uh, and Georgia Tech's not good. Oh man, um, Ooh, Monroe. 
who has won since Saban got here in 2007, right? That's, uh, it's been 16 seasons. There's only been 17 teams beat Alabama. Different schools beat Alabama. That's crazy to think about. Uno Monroe is one of those. They were 2007. We remember. All right. Well, this time they're, they're playing A&M, and they are 36 for an underdog. A&M's offense is pretty good. But we watch Miami shred their defense. They're averaging, A&M's averaging 42 and a half points a game. And that is why I love the over. I don't, all I need is for Uwe Monroe to get two touchdowns and them to hit their average. Because 53 and a half, are you kidding me? Five-star lock of the week, the over of Uwe Monroe and a and I'm big on that. I love the over in that game. Uh, I, I, I really don't want to touch the spread much. If I do, I'm going to take Uo Monroe. Yeah, I'm going to take Louisiana Monroe. I think that a you know 42 to 21 game is only 21 points, uh, and I can see that. I can see 49 to 21, which is only 28. So I'm going to take the plus 36. That's a lot of points. Auburn and Stanford. I don't have a line out, and honestly, they should play that game because I'm going to kill them. Hmm. Vanderbilt against UNLV. UNLV could not stop me and 11 of my friends if we lined up and just ran the ball the entire game. I mean, I do have, like, you know, at least eight friends that played in the NFL. But, <laughs> whoa. Uh, but, I'm just saying, uh, they, 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 I'd give me Vandy minus the four. I think UNLV is that bad. I think Vandy needs the cupcake, they need the win. They're trying to get to a bowl. They're not playing bad football. Give me, give me you uh, Vandy to cover. Arkansas BYU. This is a weird game. Arkansas is a nine-point favorite. They had a little struggle win with their cupcake last week. Uh, had a little tough time choking it down, but they did get it down. And you know what? Here's the thing. BYU is extremely one-dimensional. They do not run the ball, and when they try to, they don't do it well. You cannot be one-dimensional and be the Sam Pittman team. I think Arkansas dominates the line of scrimmage. They get ahead. They roll. Arkansas, minus the nine. Give me the Razorbacks. Call them the Hogs. Not really. I really hate it when they do that. It's not good. Kentucky against Akron. Now, Kentucky has a long-standing tradition of playing to the level of their opponent. All right? Um... You, you look at the last couple of weeks, and Kentucky's defense has been a problem, a big problem. They played Ball State and Eastern Michigan, or Eastern Kentucky. Those two teams were 50, they, 52% of the time they completed it on third down. That Kentucky's defense has been the worst in the, of any SEC team. First couple of weeks on third downs. They are not getting off the field. And that is a problem. Big time problem. I'm going to take the Akron Zips plus the 25 points. Not because I think Akron's good. Because I think they're just going to move the ball enough. It limits the amount of possessions. You've seen the clock running more. And I think Akron uh, finds a way to cover it. 
<clears throat> it is Thursday, so let me give you a Thursday night. You got Memphis Tigers and Navy. I bought it down to 13 and a half, big on the Memphis Tigers. Miami also plays Bethune, Cookman, or whatever. Uh, don't have a line on that yet. Don't care. Uh, I'll take Miami uh, if it's not crazy, but we'll see. Friday night, you got Maryland against Virginia. Virginia's a joke. I told you that when they played Tennessee, uh, and you saw it. You've seen them be very bad. Talia Tugabaloa has a good day. They cover the 14. Uh, UTSA, the Roadrunners. I think they cover the nine, eight and a half. I think they cover against Army. Um, Air Force also covers the nine and a half against Utah State. All those games are Friday. Now back to Saturday. Mm. Is everybody on board with the Penn State bandwagon right now? Because they're 8 0 1 in their last nine football games against the spread. All right? But here's the thing. Illinois, this just this game just feels wrong. Something I cannot believe Illinois is as bad as they played the past couple of weeks. And the line's 14 and a half. Watch out, the hook will get you. I'm gonna buy it down to 13 and a half, maybe 14, but 13 and a half, and give me Penn State. Florida State's playing Boston College. Florida State, as long as they're not looking ahead to Clemson, and why would they be? Florida State covers this. Give me Florida State minus 25 and a half. No line on Weaver, Utah yet. Skip that. Notre Dame and Central Michigan. You kidding me? Notre Dame is balling out, buddy. They're rolling right now, especially that offense. I think they cover 34 and a half. That's a lot of points, but give me the Irish to do it. Northwestern against Duke. Hmm. Two really smart schools going in opposite directions. Northwestern dealing with all those guys that left and coach getting fired and all that. That's 23 flavors of deliciousness. Dot and pepper coming out. Here it comes again. Mm. Still waiting on that endorsement deal from Dr. Pepper. You really use that. Um, if anybody knows anybody at Dr. Pepper, please let them contact the Cool America podcast however they want. Preferably with an Al Harry Potter style, but however they want. They call me. They can call me before noon. To you other people out there that call and text me before noon, I hate you. I do not like you. Come on. Y'all know my hours. You know better. How do you even have my number if you're calling and texting me at 8.30, 9 in the morning? Get out of here. Get. If you see me post on social media, if it's Saturday, you know, then yeah, I'm up early. You see that? That's fine. You can text me. You know I'm up. Fridays? Come on, man. You guys killed me. You guys killed me with those texts. Anyway. Um, Duke, I'm taking them to cover the 18 and a half. I think they win this by more, by a good bit more than they won't. Uh, Iowa and Western Michigan, the line is 28 and a half. This is the DNT of the week. Don't touch this. I'm not taking Iowa to cover 28 and a half against anybody. Um, but I'm also not going to bet against them with Western Michigan. Don't touch that game. Run away. Minnesota against North Carolina. Seven and a half point spread. North Carolina. I just don't think Minnesota can score enough to keep up and keep this within seven, eight points. So give me North Carolina covering the spread. 
Oregon State, San Diego State. This is a joke of a game. Oregon State covers the 24 and a half. Uh, Oklahoma, you saw them dismantle a pretty good team last week. And uh, now they get Tulsa coming to town. Give me Oklahoma covering the 28. Buy it down to 27 and a half just in case. But Oklahoma covering the 28 against Tulsa. Ohio State, Western Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I, I hate this game. I hate 20-something point lines. I really do. But, yeah, give me Ohio State. They'll win and probably cover. Um, watch, uh, I'm two stars on Ohio State because I'm never big on anything from Ohio. People are idiots. And, yes, I know the NFL was founded there, but only because they were in the middle of the country. Um, not because the people of Ohio knew what was going on. Washington against Michigan State. Um, Washington is the 16-point favorite. The big story here, Mel Tucker, who I always had a lot of respect for, he's being accused of sexual assault by uh, Brenda Tracy. Brenda Tracy is a sexual assault awareness activist. And so if you're going to sexually assault somebody, She's not the one to do it. She literally goes around the country speaking about this. And, but it also, I don't know all the details to it. I am American. I believe in innocent, don't believe in guilty. I am certainly not going to criticize Bill Tucker until he is found guilty. But, uh, you know, he is suspended for this game while they do their investigations. And how will his team respond? Well, they better respond well because Washington's good. And I, I'm taking Washington to cover the 16 points. Um, no line on the UCLA, NC Central. No line on Northern Colorado, Washington State. So we'll skip those. Oh, goodness gracious. Has anybody out there heard? I don't know if y'all have heard about this. But Deion Sanders is the coach at Colorado. And they've been beating people pretty good. Did anybody else see that? I didn't know if y'all have heard it. But... Once again, they'll be on prime time. There'll be a major network there pregame. Prime time's going to be high stepping, leading the team. They're a 23 point favorite, and this is not the week they come back to earth. This week, they roll. They're going to kill Colorado State, easily covering the 23. Next week against Oregon, might be a different story, but this week, Buffaloes. That bandwagon gets a little bit bigger. And by that, I mean a lot bit bigger. Colorado State gave up 466 yards in week one to Washington State. I think Colorado's going to do more than that. Um, Texas against Wyoming. Texas coming off their big win. Probably the biggest win uh, in the program's history since the last time they beat Alabama, which has been a long, long, long time ago. Uh, most of you weren't born. I think there's a bit of a letdown. I think they beat Wyoming, but 29 and a half, Cowboy up. Give me Wyoming to cover the 29 and a half. Sort, is Sort back on the wagon drinking? He probably had a few to celebrate that win. He should have. Michigan's a 40 and a half point favorite against Bowling Green. I'm taking Bowling Green because I don't like laying 40 and 41 points. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't like this game at all. One star on Bowling Green. Because it's 40 and a half. Ridiculous. Stop playing those games. Um, Hawaii against Oregon. Oregon's a 38-point favorite. Like I say, they got Colorado next week. They don't care. Oregon's going to go to work. 
I think uh, give me the over in this game, uh, absolutely, and give me Oregon to cover the thirty-eight. I think that they jump out big, might wrestle guys late. So you got to be worried about the backdoor cover in the fourth quarter. But I, I think Oregon Oregon gets it done, and I'm two stars on that. I'm going to give you another game here. I'm going to give you one more college game. Normally, I only do SEC top twenty-five, right? Here's one. And Thursday, yeah, you know, Thursday, Friday games. I'll do some action when that when that starts up earlier in the week too. This game's not on those, but I'm going to give you an upset special. All right, Syracuse has looked really good. All right, really good. They're a two and a half point favorite against Purdue. Purdue actually had a good win last week. Uh, oh, West Virginia. Uh, so give me Purdue. Plus the two and a half. I don't even need it. I'm going to take the two and a half, but I'm also going to take the money line because Purdue is going to beat Syracuse outright at home. It was a close game last year. I think they lost by three to five points. I know it was real close. Um, and this time, that was in the Carrier Dome. This time, they're they're at Purdue. The big drum will be banging. Give me the Boilermakers. Make it Gene Katie proud. All right. In the NFL last week, I went 7-0. Lucky, 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 lucky. I was 6-0 going into Monday Night Football. I told y'all on here I was taking the Jets because Aaron Rodgers, plus 2.5 on Monday Night Football. I love home dogs, and it's Aaron Rodgers as a home dog. Uh, so I took the Jets. Four plays into, the, the, <laughs> into his Jets career, I was regretting it. Uh, I missed the second half in that game badly. Uh, I thought Buffalo was on the way with it. Josh Allen had one of his worst games ever. Uh, the only game that compares to that one as bad was also against the Jets. That Jets D is for real. Uh, there was a tripping on the punt return, but hey, I'm not a cop, and they didn't catch it. Read about it in the box score, baby. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Now, what are they going to do? Here's the thing. This screwed over Green Bay, so that's great. Because Aaron Rodgers had to play 65% of the snaps for New York for Green Bay to get their first-round drop pick. They're not going to get that, so they get a second-round drop pick. That gives the Jets their first-round drop pick back and gives them a big bargaining chip if they wanted to go out and try and trade for, like, a Matthew Stafford or something like that. Man, I bet they wish they had Geno Smith still. Mm. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. Um... Every old quarterback, but Matt Ryan, the Carson Wentz, yeah, everybody's been Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, well, I don't know. I couldn't believe that guy's still alive. Uh, anyway, they've all been mentioned, but for right now, it's Zach Wilson's team. And you know what? They don't need. They just need him to be a little bit better than he was last year. All right, a little bit better. Not much, just a little bit, because their defense is good enough. They're, they're a Super Bowl defense. Can he be one of those Trent Dilfer quarterbacks? You know, solid, don't make mistakes, don't lose the game, and let you ride that D all the way to the Super Bowl. Are they a generational defense like Baltimore had, like Tampa had, you know, stuff like uh, Denver when they had old man Peyton Manning, uh, they carried him. I don't know. I don't know if they are. But maybe. Just maybe they're that good. 
So let me give you, and I did end up going seven of those, so I'm going to give you a few more for the NFL this week. See if we can uh, push the envelope. Thursday night tonight, you got the Eagles, the Eagles against the Minnesota Vikings. Eagles are at home. Eagles are minus six. Minnesota lost to Tampa last week. A lot of people were shocked by that. I really wasn't. I mean, yeah, I thought Tampa would be worse than, than Minnesota, but I, I told y'all Minnesota would take a step back this year. I think it's a bigger step than even they expected. I think the Eagles and uh, Eagles cover that. Green Bay against Atlanta. It's a one-point line. Green Bay still has a very good offensive line. Jordan Love did not look bad against a terrible, terrible, disgraceful Bears defense. But as long as Virginia Hallis, uh McCaskey owns the team, the Bears aren't going to be good. So let's go ahead and wrap our minds around that. Uh, but he didn't look bad. They've still got uh, two good running backs in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think Green Bay goes into Atlanta. They, they win the game, which covers the one-point spread. Give me Indy going down to Houston and beating them. Also a one-point spread. The Bears in uh, Tampa play this week. The over-under is 41. Give me the over, baby. Give me the over of all the Bears games. Because our defense is trash. Justin Fields is going to make a few plays. We're going to score some points in games. It'll be fun. Fantasy might be okay with him and DJ Moore, maybe even Khalil Herbert. But the team as a whole, not good. Defense bad. Give me the over. I'm going to take the over every week until it doesn't hit. Period. Uh, Kansas City. Welcome back. Travis Kelsey. Also, uh, big Christian uh, Jones on the defense. They both get them. They get both of them back this week. The three and a half point favorites at Jacksonville. Give me KC. Trevor Lawrence said, I mean, it's just the next opponent. It's just another game. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's the defending Super Bowl champs. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey's back. It's, yeah, it ain't just another game, bro. KC, give me Kansas City. Um, bouncing back to get the one and one I don't believe they can start out 0-2. Cincinnati, I do think, starts out 0-2. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Baltimore. Baltimore might be getting a couple of D-backs. Marlon Humphrey and them might be back this week. I think that uh, Cleveland showed us Cleveland's good and Cincinnati not as good. Joe Burrow had a very bad game. He had the injury of the preseason. I don't think he's going to be good to go for this. Give me Baltimore plus three and a half. Probably win the game outright. Uh, You got the Jets and Cowboys, all right? Now, you watch the Cowboys just dial it up on the Giants last week. You watched the Jets lose Aaron Rodgers. This is a nine and a half point spread. No, sir. Let me tell you, there's two bets I like in this game. The under of 38. I think both the Jets and the Cowboys bring very good defenses. I I like the under of 38 and I'm going to take the Jets plus nine and a half. I think the Cowboys get the win but and while we're on the Jets, I want to point out, last year the 2023 draft, Bill Belichick traded down with the Steelers specifically to block division rival New York Jets from drafting the best left tackle in the draft. All right? The Steelers got him instead. He traded down for that. He blocked that. Well, the 38-year-old tackle... That was playing for the Jets. Was the one that missed the block on the play that he got hurt. Bill Belichick 
Just saying. Maybe. I mean, they're going to blame me for everything else. Blame me for that, too. Miami is uh, playing New England. Miami's minus three. Yeah, give me Tua over Mac all day. Waddle, Hill, too much offense. Um, give me give me the fish. The Saints play Carolina. This is going to be a fun one. Now, uh, Rasheem, uh, I can't think of how his last name, but the wide receiver slash running back that the Saints used so effectively against Tennessee, putting him all over the field. Look, we knew he was an athlete. We knew he was a star. His daddy was a track uh, track star at Arizona State. His mom ran track. I want to say the 100 meters, might have been the 400 meters, at San Diego State. All right? So he's got the genes. And that guy can fly. They just get the ball in his hands. When the Saints get out of the ball back, they're going to be in good shape. But, and I think they're in good shape already. I think the Saints go into Carolina. I think they get the win. They cover the three points. Then Cleveland against Pittsburgh could be Cleveland minus two and a half because I'm a believer in the Cleveland Browns being back this year. All right. So there you have it, 38 minutes, and my time is up. And also, I need to go to bed. So I want to thank you all for listening. As always, look, Dart Lee, cheat down Dart Lee. I'll just start back. Get up. Get into it. The NFL, we have the NFL package here. We have a couple of different games uh, that we're doing for the NFL at Unique, I have to tell you about. First off, I have sheets available every Thursday to pick them. I've done pick'em challenges for years at different bars. Y'all know how it works. Show up anytime Thursday through kickoff Sunday morning. Get a sheet from the bartender. Pick the winner. Now, I added a wrinkle to it. You pick a lock of the week. And your lock of the week, if you get it right, it triples your points. Last week, we had two people. The winner, Taylor, and my friend, Grimey. Crimes up. Both of them got ten correct. Out of the game's picked, right? Because Taylor hit her lock of the week, that gets her 30 points. He missed his lock of the week. It was Minnesota against Tampa. He missed it. And so he had 10 points. I had another guy that got four right. They got his lock of the week. That gave him 12 points. Grimey ended up falling down the table a good bit, even though he had 10 correct. Lock of the week's a big deal. So uh, you got you to pay attention to that. Um, then we also have a second challenge. This is that's the NFL pick'em challenge, all right? The NFL Sunday challenge, the Sunday challenge. You have to be present on Sunday, okay? It, the only thing we're picking is the Sunday night game. That's it. I have a lot of different things, yards, points, all of it that we're picking on Sunday night. But you're just picking that game. You do not have to be present at the end of the Sunday night game. Half the time, we're closed by the end of that game because it goes so late and over well, in Tuscaloosa has lost. So, <laughs> you can get the prize later, but you do have to be here Sunday to enter in the Sunday challenge, and it's only the Sunday night game. The pickup sheets do not have the Sunday night game on them because I grade those, and you do have to be present to receive the daily prize. Um, for that, but if you're not here, you can still get your balls in the bucket for the drawing at the Super Bowl party. Anyway, so that is my time. I want to thank you all for, for listening. I have to, oh, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Um, my man, uh, Armstrong Crow, if you haven't seen it, the top prospect for the Cubs, Pete 
Armstrong or Armstrong Kurt? I see it's so late, even I'm losing names of Cubs players. Anyway, his mom was the, his real mom was the mom in the movie Little Big League. And, yeah, it was pretty cool that now, almost 30 years after that movie, she actually has a son playing in the big league. So, pretty pretty cool little moment there. Uh, had, to, had to work that in. But Pete Crow Armstrong, I believe is how it, it was what it is. Uh, but anyway, his center fielder made a couple of highlight catches uh, yesterday. Did okay today. In half, dropping the ball was a huge boo-boo for the Cubbies. Anyway, that is my time. As always, I will leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. And when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Cole.